Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. Um, before we get into things, we're going to just briefly talk about a couple cool things that uh, we've kind of set up over the last week. Um, but uh, So I guess the biggest thing is we added a Patreon link to our website. Um, I know Combo is very excited for this, all right? Because he has lots of money and he's going to donate to us, right? All the money. All the money. No. Um, and the reason we're doing this is just uh, pretty much if we, uh, I don't know if we have any interest of people helping us out, but if we do get to a certain number of patrons, um, we'd expand the feed into two. So there'd be one Rocket League one and one Artifact one. Um, so that's why we're doing that. So if you're interested, there's a link on our, uh, you know, on our Podbean page to it. Um, give us all your monies. Uh, yeah. Well, d- don't don't give him oh, any money. Only if you like us. <laughs> yeah, not me. Yeah, you're not getting any money. You're not seeing a dime. Uh, not at all. Um, but yeah, no, no. Point being, uh, if if you are interested, please make sure to do that. Also, iTunes last last week when we posted in the uh, the esports Reddit, um, they're asking for iTunes link because they couldn't find us. So if you want us to be able to be found in iTunes, you have to give us a five star review and rate us and review us because that's the only way we're actually going to get picked up by the algorithm. Right now, we're on like the seventh or eighth page. Um, cause no one's, you know, people are using iTunes to watch, but they're not using it to like rate or review. Um, so if you want us to be more visible there, that's what you got to do. And as always follow us on Podbean. All right. Now with all the shilling out of the way, um, nice shilling. I like nice it. Shilling, nice yeah. Well done. Um, <laughs> my name is flash. I'm your host. And today I'm joined by the always present ever tired, always yep. physics related, um, Oof. wabbits. Why you gotta make me feel bad? I'm trying to talk about Rocket League here. <laughs> yeah, and also we are uh, joined by once again Combo. Um, he will no longer be a featured guest. He's gonna oh. be like a semi-host. That's what I'm gonna call you now. Wow. So I'm not gonna put your name into the description. You've been promoted. Mid podcast promotion. Mid podcast. Temp. <laughs> sometimes temporary, maybe host. That is your wow. official name. All right, we're gonna start off beginners corner. I have some things to talk about. Um, Let's go. Playing in platinum sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you are used, welcome back to plat. By the way, if I'd you like are... to congratulate you on that. Also, I need to forgive everyone right now. Whoever played with me the last couple, this <laughs> last week, I'm so sorry. Um, Were you in a slump? I was in a bit of a slump. I am back to plat three three right now. Um, oh, you went back up. Nice. Yeah, okay. but today I did finally break a barrier. I broke the boundary. Mm-hmm. I finally hit. Plat two four, so Ooh, finally what? did it. You know, it, it was a long time coming. You know, it's been at least it's road to road to plat one. Road to plat one, <laughs> but I'm, I'm finally back to plat three three. I don't know what it is. It ebbs and flows. There's some weird. There's some weird thing to it. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, what I've I don't know. I feel like there's a mindset you have to be in to do well, but like then also if you lose a couple really close games, you're just gone. You know what I mean? Oh, no matter what. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. a huge mental toll when you just you're just one shot away and then you just like what is it? You post it. You get the post or you get the crossbar <laughs> and then it just bounces down and then you just miss. I promise and nothing happens you know, for all the hard work. <laughs> no word of a lie. The uh, less than a month into the uh, Brock Rocket League team starting, we were myself, Jer and Cruncho, uh, a couple of the starters were grinding ranked. We played 14 straight games, all 14 we lost in overtime. I have the entire <laughs> oh. recording saved as proof because it sounds so like not real and so unbelievable but it was 14 straight overtime losses by the 10th we were literally screaming at the computers over this because we were so mad played to the 14th and I, it was me who called the first i was like i can't put it or I'm, I'm done but like we keep saying we're gonna win the next game and it hasn't happened yet we lost i think i i went from like i think i was at like 1490 so high champ three and i went down to like champ two div two i think in that one oh, span of losses that's terrible it was awful yep um and so just keeping on with the beginner's corner um things to focus on once again angling on shots that's a big thing actually learning to aim by the um, beginner's corner this is actually what we've been working on by the way yeah just, I, <laughs> I don't know if you followed us last week combo but we talked about um shooting and then also uh you had me practice air drags right if i remember uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my air drag is back, uh, but as you see, air drag, you know, being able to, uh, you know, keep the ball in the air for extended period of time does not equal, uh, you know, invisible 
uh, ranking points on the internets. So, sure. Um, unfortunately, you know, it looks cool you're, sometimes, dude. So you're now one of the flat players that can air drag. You've oh my it. goodness, I do some things. Dude, all right, all right, this is what happened in a game today. All right, uh, there's a shot. I was behind the ball, like I was coming back on defense. I double mm-hmm. jumped, turned around, so I was facing towards the ball, hit it forward. Yep. My player passed it to me. I turned, jumped, turned, like uh, adjusted in the air and redirected. Okay. And the guy's like, are you serious? It was, it was crazy. <laughs> the guy in my game was hyped. And then I looked, and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm in plat 2-4. This makes a lot, <laughs> a lot of sense, you know what I mean? Like in Diamond 2, it's probably pretty common, like a redirect and a save like that. But but at that no, rank, not... like, I don't know. Yeah. I got to say, they're uh, they're not common at all. Um, <laughs> I was playing a little bit throughout the week, and I think I got two or three games in total where there were people that were passing, like, really well mm-hmm. into, like, really amazing redirects that were just, like, uh they're passing like closer to the corner uh well while they're at mid and then i'm just kind of sitting there i jump up double jump turn around get a top corner i was i was uh like popping off on every single one of them (laughs) and i missed so many but i was like what a great pass these people are amazing (laughs) i also noticed um that once once i fell to a certain rank when i started climbing back up again i would be getting mvp every single game like it was just I would score all the goals. I think I had one game where I where I deked out a whole team three times. And we still lost five to four. So I don't <laughs> I remember that game. I was in the call. Were you in the call? I don't know. This was a game I, was... I had today, so maybe this happened not. today. It happened earlier last week, like later last uh, week. Was, too. Yeah, I was like, telling you about Friday. that too. This happens sometimes, yeah. Cause I, I it gets to a point where um you're just doing like you can you can Pretty much, I think a lot of Platinum players, too, because they're trying to play faster, mm-hmm. they become a lot more predictable. Definitely. Um, so you can redirect, and you can kind of track what they're going to do. And if you slow down just a little bit, like they might just whiz by you, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. That's where the the usage of like mind games and fakes is so interesting between Platinum to about like high diamond because there's such a shift of where I find a lot of Platinums are finally at the rank where they know not to just like smash their face into every ball so they can be faked a little easier but then by high platinum into diamond then they're knowing that fakes are coming so then they start like playing into them more so then you can cut them easier and then it goes back to diamond where now you're cutting it's it's this weird kind of waves of where the fakes in particular i find are really interesting where then if you play if you watch any pro game play like they don't happen often but when they do they're really impactful so uh it's uh it's it's kind of fun watching that meta move throughout the ranks similarly to to the speed and I also feel yeah. like, um, in particular with, um, what you start kind of doing is doing like a, like starting, you start to do challenges that won't give you like the angle you want on the ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But are going to protect like any shot that's going towards your net. Oh yeah. So it's you start like doing that. Like, you know what I mean? Like kind of like, so let's just say there's like an optimal, if you want to hit the ball hard, there's like an optimal height you usually jump at. Mm-hmm. But if you're not sure if they're going to fake or not, if they're going to go high or not with a flick or something, you kind of do like this in-between jump. Yep. So like hopefully if it goes low, you kind of hit it a little bit. But if it goes high, you kind of hit a little bit. Yeah. Yep. The uh, best thing to do there is to uh, just uh, put your nose par- like perpendicular to the ground so that you're yeah. just flying forward but just standing straight up at the at the right height. And, and you're just, just hoping. You're just hoping. That... Yeah. You're just putting a body in front of the ball that can't do wish. anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> That, that kind of midfield 50 is important though for sure it's a it's yep. a it's a skill that i think not it's one of those skills that are very hard to practice but incredibly important especially mm-hmm. when you get like exactly kind of what you're explaining at that perfect height of where if let's say a player is waiting to flick uh, getting that perfect height that if they choose to fake and your the, your bottom wheels are still going to catch the the ball mm-hmm. but if they choose to flick your nose is high enough to still hit yep. it out of the way uh, and yep. it, like watching high level ones is like it's fascinating to watch just the little minute differences in the ways that they're they're jumping at the balls that make mm-hmm. them Mm-hmm. so skilled at winning those challenges and the craziest thing for me is always um just watching the timing because in the in the higher level play they'll always flick so much earlier than uh i don't know even in diamond let's say um like they'll flick when the person is a couple car lengths uh away mm-hmm. just to you know get it over that that spot that they're jump, uh, trying to jump to and that never happens in diamond because people just aren't watching the other people well enough mm-hmm. um and you know trying to 
get it over them they're just thinking okay i gotta get this and then flick once he gets close definitely not about the optimal position well, I guess. and that, that that's mechanics too right it's one thing to yeah. be like i want to time this is other another way where you're like oh no i gotta like uh, adjust 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 <laughs> get that perfect spot and then flick because that sometimes happens i yeah. want to know though i'm no longer a diamond eh? um <laughs> <laughs> can't speak for that anymore can't speak for that anymore you know i listen we're just helping out the plat players today all right yeah um if you're in gold go rotate to your to your no, back to your, to your net, net every time <laughs> every time and then go beat the, the the like medium aerial thing and then learn a quick aerial you'll be fine um uh such wise words and that's that's really it just learn learn aerial and learn to rotate back that's that's all you gotta do get out of gold and then you'll get a yeah, little faster as you used to. um all right let's move on uh, i think mm-hmm. that was a good beginner's corner discussion um Unless combo, do you have this particular skill that maybe people don't talk about often? Actually, I was just uh, we one of our new players uh, on the Brock team, Romeo Sierra. He, him, and I play a lot of twos together, and I've been noticing a lot of our play gets slowed down. Um, and so this is this is like GC level twos, um, mm-hmm. but I think this is a skill that is one of those like small things that can massively change your game. And actually Johnny Boy made a video on it recently, which I thought was perfect timing because I was just starting to talk about it quite a bit, is the difference between taking the ball down the line versus down the wall. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is, it's a one skill, but it's uh, transferable to all games. So specifically in twos where you have a lot of time, uh, much more than threes at least at that point. And I don't talk about chaos because that's just the <laughs> experience of life. Um, but uh, <laughs> just as without like videos obviously trying to explain it just in vocally if when you one of the most common places for a defender to pick up the ball is in their own corner that's just how cycles work that's generally where the ball ends up dropping and it feels generally for common instinct and i'm sure both of you have been in this case before that when you're trying to look for these passes to the midfield to the midfield and you're trying to work the ball out of your defensive end you tend to find yourself either right next to the wall or up on the wall with the ball and then it's obviously you have two options. You either let the ball fall and you keep driving towards their corner or you try to pass in the middle, which is already pretty hard because you can't like quote build up any speed or doing like that. Um, yeah. And it's this little mental note that at least I've been trying to, to really talk to Romeo Sarah and even myself, because I know I fall into this all the time, uh, is as soon as you pick up that ball and you're in your own corner and you see obviously that space on that left, let's say we're in the left corner and you see the space on the left wall and it's just easy to want to walk it out take the the quick second just to turn and start bringing it not into the middle of your goal obviously but start this almost diagonal path out to midfield so then when you're on net you now finally have an angle to to shoot to pass to flick to fake to realistically do whatever mechanic you're thinking of versus Mm -hmm. just driving and pummeling it into their corner and hoping eventually your cycle out cycles theirs right and it's it's this it's i find a lot of high champ gameplay and, and even a lot of gc gameplay before you start seeing the pros where they obviously have their set systems is just this we're gonna corner cycle on their end until their <laughs> defensive corner cycle doesn't work anymore and then we're gonna score and then they're gonna come to our corner and cycle as much as they can and then if we happen to get it out and that, that literally is the entire game uh and it's that's just because people now obviously just the same as you're saying always rota- rotate back to net the game has gotten to such a point that rotations are so pivotal to winning that now i think we're almost creating a meta of let's just drive the ball into the corner as quickly as we can um and so I, it, it was it's this really interesting kind of mental note that realistically takes no mechanical skill but it's just knowing instead of just driving it down the wall because you feel like you have the most space take the take the 50 uh, as you're walking out take whatever take the flick do whatever you're going to be doing to to walk the ball more to the middle because then you at least have more options than just the the standard two that produces that classic corner cycle with the one two three movement so um long-winded but uh that if there's anything to, uh, i recommend people try and focus on at least where the meta is right now of rocket league is trying to take it down the line instead of down the wall all right, I like wow. it. I we yeah. were expecting this was this is good advice that I feel like um, we <laughs> that's could a really good idea. Um, it's, if, with the, right, with so our, just to close on it, it's the it's the most relevant with the most space. So in ones, it's incredibly relevant. So often, I find I'm just defending against the walls in ones, and I hate <laughs> ones, so I don't often play it. So like I, I can't speak myself. But Johnny Boy's video was actually dedicated to this, but particularly for ones. Twos, you have a decent amount of space, so it's really useful. Threes, it's just about like yes, you should look for the breakout if you can, like walking out from your net. Mm-hmm. That's obviously pretty high level gameplay. So this is a great way to start getting into the habit of breaking out is just by carrying it yourself to where the breakout should be happening. So um, definitely transferable to all ranks, but you would sorry to all ranks and to all playlists, but you would see it mostly in the playlists that produce the most space such as ones or twos yeah, yeah. 100%. wow 
that's uh, actually really helpful because like when me and Flash play doubles, um, I'm always just kind of trying to run up a little bit ahead and being like, hey, pass it out. And then you're on the wall being like, I can't do like, this. I can't. This you got pass. it. <laughs> I have over 2,000 hours in this game, almost going on 3,000, and I still mechanically do not feel comfortable passing when I have the ball sitting next to my hood when I'm up on the wall. I need someone like so close to me just to feel like I'm going to get a confident pass that in almost always I instead choose to either just bang it and look for a double touch or something like that or just mm -hmm. to drive it right into their corner and it's, it's just that difference of like you people for so long will question being like oh why can't I pass from the wall why why is my, can my mechanics not there yet but it's because you keep putting yourself in a position that is just not that viable for creating different scoring opportunities and i guarantee mm -hmm. if you go into a game and you're like i'm literally always just going to drive down the line instead of going up the wall i guarantee you produce more scoring opportunities like when you're doing it early you're probably going to get scored on a little more by taking stupid mm -hmm. 50s or dropping the yep. ball but it, it's definitely a skill to to work towards awesome yeah. all right i don't think we add anything to that i think that's that's a mental yeah, note that's, that's a lot of a lot of our listeners will take all right mm -hmm. let's let's move on to uh the esports side of things mm -hmm. um Esports corner. Esports corner. Uh, I don't know. Um, so this last weekend we had WSOE. Um, yep. Uh, it was pretty yeah. good. It was really good. Um, I'm gonna start us off. I'm gonna. Uh, there's a few bigger topics that we'll kind of expand on when we talk about uh, specific games. Um, <laughs> but I just want to go over some big results from day one, um, yep. and we're kind of gonna take it game by game, kind of recap and. Uh, Give our thoughts on things um and i will say before you start yep. this uh will be completely filled with spoilers for who won what games so if you uh haven't seen it and you don't want to be told what uh what the outcomes of individual games were then uh you probably shouldn't listen to this actually <laughs> you probably sure. should have not you know until you watch the tournament you should have seen our title and been like no we're not i'm not watching True. this episode until i watch the tournament you know that's the yep. way to do it all right but uh, i just had to give that warning <laughs> So I'm going to start with Group A. Um, so the new TSM, uh, I just, yeah, I think I'll go by team. Maybe that's the way to do it. All right. Okay. Um, Let's do it. I'll do, I'll do <laughs> TBD. We'll start with TBD, actually. We'll start, we'll start from the <laughs> bottom. We'll go up. TBD, unfortunately, uh, didn't work out for yep. them. 0-4, right. I'm not going to say much. Uh, they just kind of got swept by the uh, professional teams, I guess. The more professional yep. teams. They, they, they were in a pretty hard pool, though, so yeah. it kind of makes sense. All right, PSG got mm -hmm. fourth off map score. Yep. Um, so that's tough. Uh, they went 2-2. They two were down two. one goal. Um, yeah, NRG 3-0'd them. They mm -hmm. beat TBD. They beat G2 by one. Mm -hmm. um, but then they lost to TSM. So it was really... It was really I'm going to talk about all three teams right now, just to kind of give you a picture. So TSM, G2, okay. PSG all went 2-2 two and two in groups. Um, mm -hmm. So all three of them, they, they would beat people they weren't supposed to beat, um, and then lose to people that they weren't supposed to lose to, and that's kind of how we got into the sewage situation. Um, <laughs> sewage. Sewage. This is how we got into the sewage. <laughs> no, G2. So G2, I was able to beat TSM, uh, but they lost to PSG, and that's kind of where where it became mm -hmm. um, close. But uh, any any thoughts on those three teams? How they performed in uh, day one? Uh, personally, TSM seemed a little bit uh, lacking compared to uh, the last one, <laughs> their last big games, um, especially the RLCS finals. I had a lot of, uh, I don't know, high hopes for them, uh, considering what they, or how well they played um, in the RLCS. All right, listen, I think this is what happened, all right? I'm completely uh -huh. speculating, uh -huh. all right? Yep. Um, but, you know, they, they sign up with TSM, all right? And then TSM, over the break, sends them a big, giant dinner, all right? A family dinner. <laughs> and all they've been doing is instead of playing Rock League, they've just been eating, like, some nice rice, some chicken, you know? Um, stuffing their faces, watching some, I don't know, wa watching whatever they watch, Netflix binging, all right? And then they come in here, you know, they, they, they don't really, they're not really practicing too much and then haven't played in a month <laughs> haven't played in a month this is complete speculation all right don't take this seriously guys um and <laughs> and, and this is what happens that uh, combo uh do you concur <laughs> um uh, sure i don't <laughs> yes yes all right if anything that happens combo's in it too yeah. Woo! Woo! <laughs> got him okay, all right well, before we move on from uh from tsm okay. can we can i just point out that 
they got rid of the uh, the Weedem Girls logo, and that yes. is the saddest thing that I have <laughs> ever heard. <laughs> I just want that shirt, and now it doesn't exist. All right, TSM, TSM listen, this is some Are they actually selling any of the like Weedem Girls merch? Was that actually a thing? I have no idea, but I just want that <laughs> that picture. I want that shirt I with mean, the, the picture of them as girls. Listen, TSM, this is a perfect marketing uh, opportunity. You obviously have an online store, all right? <laughs> you put you slap TSM logo on the back, all right? Nice yep. and big. In the front, you have that uh, Weedem Girls, you know, image, the and then Weedem you Girls sell it. Logo. Easy yep. money, dude. Just put on a black shirt or a white shirt, and then it's just it's done. People buy that up. I'd I'd buy it 100. <laughs> percent All right, and then the big story of NRG for for uh, day one is NRG going four and zero. Yep. Um, Quite classic NRG. Yeah, classic NRG. Uh, I'm not gonna. Yep. We're not gonna. I think we'll get more into it once we get into playoffs. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep us moving here and then slow down <laughs> when we get the playoffs. Um, yeah. So big thing in Group B though was Flipside Tactics coming out of nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. They yep. only lost to Cloud Nine in a close three-two game uh, in groups. Yeah. Um, Even beating Dignitas and uh, yeah. yeah, so that, that those were two big games. The two big games I felt and for when I was watching groups for me um, was mm-hmm. Dig playing against Cloud Nine. Um, yep. I wanted to see how they would do given you know the finals, um, and mm-hmm. Dig was able to win that one three-one on yep. uh, day one. Um, but then also flip side right with Yukio switching over to Dig. Um, and Flipside picking up speed. Um, Flipside was able to 3-0 Dignitas, so that's... Uh... <laughs> that kind of came from nowhere, to be honest, especially yeah. after that C9 uh, the C9 Dignitas game where Dignitas was kind of playing... Yeah, Dignitas looked well. there good, but but I think I felt like F, F3 had something to, to prove, you know? Definitely. It was a incredibly close series despite being the three of the score right like yeah, i think yeah. the games were all yeah. one or two goal games right like yeah. it, it it was one of those series where i think um i was actually shocked how well speed fit into the flip side roster and um yeah. obviously now we, we we wait to see if he goes there permanently but yeah. oh i really uh, hope he does uh, <laughs> i don't know i have such a soft spot for red reserve but like anyways that's a True. different conversation but okay. uh <laughs> the, the, i was i was thoroughly thoroughly impressed with just the the upon speed that came out of uh, uh flip side against dignitas like they they mm-hmm. looked I think they had something to prove is a great way to word that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cook's here showing he's still one of the world's best. So, yeah, there's. I mean, there's there's not much to say except I felt like Flipside as an underdogs really came in strong. You know, they they yep. showed up, and um, it's really interesting seeing how all these transfers, right? Like the big the big question with Yukio. Um, yep. But you know, this is this is the result kind of day one. All right, let's move into day two. Like I said, Wait, we'll, hold up, talking about Yukio. Can I can I do this now? I was gonna I was gonna talk about Yukio later, but uh... okay. Because <laughs> one of my notes I did right. write notes. All right, all right, let's do Yukio. If you have a note, if it's a specific yep. note, it's allowed. It's a specific note. I wrote it down wow. in the uh, the Dignitas C nine game. Okay. And I was just watching this, uh, watching them play, and I was like, damn, Yukio is fitting in insanely well with them, and it doesn't really. He's he's not taking the spot spotlight with it. It's. Uh, He's playing um, a Cooksier kind of make my team play better style rather than, hey, I want to be the Squishy Buffins number one point scorer on every game. <laughs> and that's, 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 that's kind of what I've noticed. With, and that's uh, really with weird him, yeah. considering what his role is um, when he was playing yeah. for Flipside, right? Yeah, Where definitely. He, would they double command? He'd be like running all over the place. If anything, mm-hmm. Speed had a better name than Yukio did, you know, for, for what <laughs> Yukio did when he was playing for yeah. Flipside. <laughs> Um, where you like you would see games and he's just like he's all over the place, all right. But it felt like he was playing a one v five sometimes, you know. Like mm-hmm. it was, and I don't mean that as in he was necessarily carrying his team, as in sometimes what the things he was doing was making sure that nobody was able to play the game, <laughs> you know. I think oh, trying to overplay, um, yeah. and I don't know if, um, and I think, uh, you know, Dignitas might. And I was, I was actually telling you this, uh, Wabbits, um, mm-hmm. I think day, after day one, is that Dignitas, the fact that they have so, uh, such strong players on their team, um, mm-hmm. and because Yukio's coming into a new team, um, they might have calmed him down a little bit, you know? Just saying, yep. listen, like, this is your role. Like, we're, we're a team that doesn't lose games, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so um, I think that's what we were seeing day one. Um, Combo, you have any thoughts on that? 
No, I uh, I think you. I've always similarly for the Red Reserve comment. I've always really enjoyed Yukio, not particularly based on anything that he's done, but I. So I, I don't know if you guys are aware of it, but uh, the RLCS fantasy is a thing. Uh, I don't know if either of you are much <laughs> like big sports guys, but uh, so like I I've participated in the fantasy ever since season three when it started, uh, and he. So coming into his rookie season, I picked him up. At, so you basically how it works is you buy players for a certain amount of like money per se, and he was one of the <laughs> cheapest because he's a rookie. Um, and I'd actually seen a lot of his uh, like not his own content. I don't think he produces content, but I've seen him in a lot of other YouTubers like Rocket League Pro's content. I was really excited to, to see him play, so I picked him up on my team. He ended up being my leading point scorer for just fantasy points in general for the season, and now I've always like adored him. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think, I, I don't know, I, he, he didn't look like flipside Yukio going to Dignitas, but I think he mm-hmm. fit the role that he was trying to play well, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that was some that's something we're, they're going to still figure out um, kind of going forward, because I... I, by no means do I think you can judge this tournament, uh, ter- ter- tournament, uh, <laughs> tournament by um, I think some some of the performances. It felt a little bit like an off season tournament, um, if you know what I mean. Like it, it just felt um, a lot a lot of player switches and a lot of teams just kind of trying to gel together. <laughs> um, and so I think once the uh, RLCS season starts up. Um, they'll probably we'll probably get a better uh, gauge of how well a, a player is fitting in. Because um, yeah. this gave us a little glimpse, but I, I don't think it's by any means de- definitive. Um, mm-hmm. And so with that in mind, when playoffs hit, uh, Dignitas played against G2, um, mm-hmm. and G2 was able to beat them out. Um, so G2 with, uh, sh- was it Chicago, um, Rizzo, and I'm blanking on the last one here. Um, Sorry, G two players. Um, oh, Chicago uh, Rizzo and JNAPS. JNAPS. Canadian boys. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep. so so JNAPS, they were able to pull it out um, and and beat them. Um, so that that was that was kind of exciting. I don't I don't know. I, I was kind of fanboying over Rizzo. Um, <laughs> I was like, yes, we're winning. We're doing well. Uh, I was definitely G two fan on the upper side of the bracket. Um, your thoughts, Kyle? You have any notes on this? I actually missed this game, Ooh. which Ooh. really, yeah, I know. Combo, the fact that uh, I, I actually missed a lot of day two, but I watched most of the highlights and, and VODs, luckily. Um, that was a much closer series than I was expecting, um, but I was also expecting the opposite result. I, <laughs> thought, what, I, thought, I was going to say, uh, you're expecting G2 to win that one? No, so yeah, that's why. So I was expecting, I actually, I personally, I think I was predicting like a 4-1, 4-2 in terms of Dignitas. Mm-hmm. Uh, G2 in the first game, I think it was only one goal game, but they came out flying. I think they almost doubled the shots on net uh, for Dignitas in the first game, and I was shook while watching them play. Uh, and then the series ended up just being this back and forth all the way through. I think they traded the first three or four games. Uh, I think there's like I think there was four OTs or three, three OT three OT yeah three yeah, OTs, yeah. Results, yeah three OTs cr- like crazy close series yeah. uh, I was I was very impressed watching the VOD yeah so, um, so uh, yeah so I think it was good G two mm-hmm. moves forward uh, and that was the round of six um, and then Team Solomon played Cloud Nine Cloud Nine mm-hmm. seemed like into this tournament they could beat everybody um, except for Dig. And flip side, so everyone else kind of <laughs> seemed pretty. Uh, they know, did one, one and done. They did really well against flip side in the uh, the um, day one. Yeah, in day one. In day one, yeah. it was a three-two score, right? So it was actually they did they beat you know they beat flip side day one. So yeah. uh, apparently, mm-hmm. only lost to dig in flip side. So that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Bad two teams to lose to, uh, but yep. yeah, uh, Cloud I was able to win it four-one. All right, semifinals energy. Uh, against G2. Um, remember, these are not double eliminations. It's all single elim, best of sevens. Yep. Um, energy able to take down the team I was rooting for. 4 um, 2. Uh, any thoughts on that game? Uh, nothing from here. I think I missed this one as well. I guess I just missed the entire top bracket. Wow. wow. I saw the, saw the bottom half. Don't worry. Okay. All right. Well, we're getting to that last one because this, this next one's going to be a hot topic. Just... Dying to talk about it. He's We're excited. just waiting. We've just been waiting. Yeah, you're just waiting. Okay. Oh, so energy well, takes. I just love this controversy. 
Yeah, energy <laughs> takes the, the top bracket 4-2 uh, against yep. G2. And then we get to the bottom bracket. Flip side against Cloud9. Take it away. Oh, man. My note for this is literally just what happens. How, how, do, they, <laughs> what just, how do they just 4-0 C9? <laughs> like, that's what my note is. That was a, an amazing game. And it was so... Oh, it was it was close, but like they they were dominating, <laughs> and just everything and, started clicking. You see Flipside play, and it wasn't anything too fancy, but they're just. No. I felt like everything they did just kind of worked out. Yeah, um, it was just insane play, and then I, I wasn't expecting it after uh, after day one because they got kind of like it, it was a really close game, but C9 was definitely playing better in day one, mm-hmm. and then Flipside comes in from the uh, from the upper bracket and just destroys Cloud Nine. <laughs> Also, um, go ahead. Let's go ahead. talk about. Uh, I don't know if combo you know about this, but uh, the uh, OT. Yeah, the lag OT. The lag, the OT game, game one OT after game four. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, you know what? To be fair, I don't think it was as controversial. Um, I think I think they should have probably done it immediately if they're gonna do it. Um, yeah, but. All, all things considered, I don't think it would have made too much of a difference. I don't know, Combo, do you have any thoughts on this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think the main controversy I'm seeing is almost identical to the, the controversy we talked about for the qualifiers for this. So WC is just <laughs> loving their, their controversies. I think the, the outrage online that I've been seeing the most is that people seem to think that uh, C9 weren't like asked if they could play. Mm-hmm. And I think Twishy, Squishy actually put out a tweet saying... Yeah, yeah. It was like, Landly saying we weren't given a choice, Elmeo, or something along those lines, and I, I don't know. It's tough. Like they're they're the statement that came from WSC was that both teams were uh, like given the opportunity to like accept or decline, and both have accepted. Um, and it's just, uh, it's, I don't know. It, I'm confused with the background that happened, but ultimately you can't blame a 4-0 on one OT loss, right? Yep. So I, I think um, I think even. Uh... I don't know if it was Cloud9's coach that was talking about this, um, but they were saying, in the end of the day, um, while it's unfortunate that you know WSOE, they could have they could have handled it a little better. Um, it's not like uh, on this day, Flipside was the better team, right? So, oh yeah, and they said you know there's no real, um, uh, there's no real uh, you know controversy. I think in, that, in terms of that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's not like the uh, the set would have gone differently. And, no, well, it's just yeah, it's just unfortunate that there's a controversy. But I don't think, at least, it doesn't feel like a controversy where where a team got robbed, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like a game seven to go to the finals or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't Savage playing at three in the morning. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, uh, let's move on to the finals where Flipside's mm-hmm. able to take it. They beat energy oh. four to two. I was cheering for them the whole time. I this was, is amazing. <laughs> I was I was so happy. They won me over. <laughs> After the cloud nine, they won me over. I was pretty happy. Um it's been I a think long I saw time. a couple couple games uh day one. I, I don't even it might have been the, the uh versus afterthought game that just like I like these guys. Like, I want them to win now. <laughs> yeah, it was it was quite crazy. Um after <laughs> after uh day day one, um so you weren't quite sure how it was going to end up with a Kixir, <laughs> Mystic, and Speed. You know, the uh, the on-loan Speed. Yep. Um, they were really able to pull together. And that was really interesting to me, too, because it seems like sometimes the Rocket League, um, maybe just because there's there, there was all these transfers, um, but Team Synergy works for you and against you sometimes. I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes sense, Combo, but... Uh, Definitely, yeah, yeah. The I think I talked about it the the last time I was on, where I was saying that you, you it's pretty easy to get to the a point if you're playing. Let's say you're playing with the same two people mm-hmm. for a year and a half. It's so easy to get to a point that your comms are actually lacking because you're just expecting the people to do what you've seen them do for the last year. Mm-hmm. Whenever they don't, then that that creates this uh, this kind of 
a rift in what you're trying to to work in team mm -hmm. synergy and on the opposite end completely yeah like the i don't it's hard to know how much experience that uh, f3 had together before this but uh like maybe they were playing with speed and ranked or in scrims mm -hmm. or whatever like that would look like but um i think there's this almost like it's this like safety net of like when you're playing with a new player that you want to be extra good at your comms and do these these smarter and more well thought out plays so mm -hmm. um I, I don't know how much that played into it because obviously we, we can't hear the comms coming from the teams but it seemed like uh they had some pretty good like friendship synergy going at least when the interviews i saw like they were all just calling each other out and having fun and <laughs> laughing so um, it seemed like they they got to know each other pretty well which is nice to see and what what mm -hmm. are both of yours reaction to uh you know kixir finally winning another major <laughs> oh i'm so proud of like like for some reason like i haven't followed the uh, pro scene for too long it's really just been a couple months but like when i i for some reason i've always known his name <laughs> like from the beginning of the time i started playing rock league it's like oh it's cooks here <laughs> yeah so like just I, i've kind of been like a secret fanboy even for myself of cooks <laughs> for like three or four years now three probably <laughs> i just didn't even know but like watching him win is just amazing I'm so happy. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I, I felt it's cool to see an underdog win because it kind of mixes things up um, mm -hmm. and kind of sets us up for that next phase, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was um, just excited to see the two regional kind of historic powerhouses coming together, right? Like mm -hmm. when you when you think early RLCS, generally you'll think of like, like I buy power or G2 and energy is just right up there. Mm -hmm. When you mm -hmm. think classic Europe, it's at this point, it's really just flip side that's kind of remained strong on the scene uh, and still close enough. So, uh, and despite their, their couple big roster moves, like they're quite different than the old Cooksier, Greasy and Marky mm -hmm. roster. But um, it, it's, I've never been a huge Cooksier fan. I've always had mad respect for his talent, but um, I think it, it, it meant a lot watching the, the him finally get that another reign of glory because I remember watching YouTube videos in like 2016 <laughs> where people were ranking their their top players and he would top every list that people made and now it's hard to put him in the the top 10 you see in a lot of uh, videos and things for uh, ranking players right now so I was happy to see him uh, and I think he really proved himself through it as well like uh, I, it was definitely a team effort between all three of them but he mm -hmm. he looked good I was very impressed so yeah um yeah uh, oh you have anything else to add uh well in i'm not sure which game i noticed it, it was kind of throughout the whole thing though um i really noticed that cooks here at least in the uh in the team that played here uh he played a much more defensive role um where he was just kind of always sitting back being the um the third man back or mm -hmm. well first man back i guess um and letting the other two uh move in for for shots and passes and sometimes he'd pass up to someone to get a second pass and but it was really interesting to see that like he always stayed back and just kind of made up for any mistakes that the uh, the other two made mm -hmm. um, throughout the entire thing, which I kind of wasn't expecting from these really high-level teams, I guess. I mean, also, I think maybe it allows other players to be more aggressive than they usually are. Exactly. Uh, That's uh, what I meant earlier by he was playing, or Yukio was kind of playing like him as a uh, make-my-team-win-more player. <laughs> like just make everybody else stand out while you kind of sit in the sit on the back being like good job guys you've done it <laughs> i mean and, and it's kind of reminiscent of um season six right squishy where he was kind of uh his role kind of changed right you saw a torment and um i mean he still had some flashy plays but it felt like he was playing a more kind of keep the team together role than uh yeah. i'm always the one attacking the ball mm -hmm. um yeah it's interesting to see that Mm -hmm. All right. Any okay. Here's your last chance, Wabbits, because you did write all these notes. All right. Give me. Mm -hmm. Give me. Is there any other tidbit we haven't gone over? Um, uh, a funny thing that I wrote at the end of game two. Okay. Was that uh, Flipside was they looked really tired and to be uh, like they kind of looked like they were falling apart a little bit because mm -hmm. um, they double committed on so. Oh many yeah, we didn't talk about the, the game two and three, right? No. Um, so game two and three. Um, for those who didn't watch it, there was about I don't know twenty twenty five posts saves last <laughs> night everything that you yep. could call like bronze league rocket league everything you associate <laughs> with that that's kind of what it felt like except people who knew how to do aerials um <laughs> that's my short description for a full description just go watch watch the vod but uh it's probably some of the craziest rocket league games um yep. and it, it didn't even last i think it was like a two minute stretch where it was close <laughs> on both sides and then yep. throughout the whole game everyone kept hitting posts and saving at last minute and it was just, you know, a roller coaster, but a great roller coaster to watch. 
Um, mm-hmm. And in part, because I'm sure the players are tired. And I think something about Definitely. these long days actually makes those final games really interesting because I feel like there's way more goals that can be scored. Um, but mm-hmm. in this case, it was just like last minute saves instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, to, to really get a good reaction of it, it was funny. I was watching uh, um, Scissors uh, streams Vidov because he streamed himself watching WSOE um, and his reactions to it he was literally like standing at one point just screaming at his computer because he was so floored at what was going on uh, it was funny it was a lot of fun to watch this is Rocket League eh that's yeah <laughs> like take oh yeah I, I there was an earlier game when NRG was playing and they he actually had that um I think this was clipped but uh I don't I don't know which game this was from but um where Justin goes in for like that like it looks it's not the same as this is rock league you know from when they tied up to dignitas but it was like a last minute aerial tap in redirect um and like a lot uh, um and a lot of people know like there's some for some reason every time justin is upside down now in an aerial position like that's all i think of you know he's <laughs> he has cemented himself in this game like there's no way you're ever gonna forget justin um and every time you see him play, every time he's upside down, you're like, oh, this is Rocket League. Like, that's all you're thinking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, let's go over. I feel like we can still talk a little bit. I, this this episode is very WSOE focused, and just because I feel we've watched a lot of it. Um, yep. This was definitely the, uh, the big thing that was happening. Yeah, we don't usually get to, like, you know, we don't usually get to watch uh, all this much, but uh, it was fun watching it. Um, there's a couple of things I want to mention. Um, what do we think about the hosts, the commentators, the reporters? I don't know if you watched any of that. Hmm. I kind of tuned out for most of it because I was right. doing some work. Well, on the then side. I'm going to talk <laughs> about them. All right. Go for it. I'm excited um, to hear your I have some too, so I'm excited to hear yours. All right. Okay. I'm going to start off with uh, I like I like Axel Toss was there. Um, the nostalgia from StarCraft came back to me, and it means I can talk about StarCraft. Did he uh, used to be StarCraft? Or Axel Toss? I think he yeah. he. he Oh, I'm trying to remember. Was he was he associated with MLG? I think um, so. I think he might have been part of the familiar. MLG tournaments, mm-hmm. um, or he might have been part of some of the original tournaments for StarCraft Two. Um, that's, that's I'm trying to remember now, but I definitely have seen him around before. Uh, so it's okay. really interesting in that sense. Richard Lewis. Um, mm-hmm. uh, not going to say much more about Richard Lewis, but he is, uh, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> investigative journalist sometimes sometimes a host and sometimes someone who just says what's on his mind so a character shall we say um sure <laughs> um yeah and then some other names are more, a little more familiar um mm-hmm. james bot wave punk um and keeping on with the uh starcraft theme um mm-hmm. i think i think there's twitch rivals that happened not too long ago all right and, yes um also, if you're playing the, uh, you know, our our uh, podcast drinking game, uh, I mentioned StarCraft <laughs> again, so you're probably having a tough time right now. Um, um, no, but uh, I think I think it was WavePunk that um, he hosted Twitch Rivals for StarCraft, and um, a lot of that community was actually uh, really. I hope I'm not wrong about this. I really hope it's the right person, but I'm going to assume it's the right person. That my memory serves me correctly, um, but WavePunk uh, was w- like the community really appreciated because WavePunk knew nothing of the game, um, and within two days, I think he had two days to prepare, um, put a lot of research in, watched a lot of vods, learned everything he could, um, and did a really good job. So, um, that, I mean that that's called being professional. So you know, and preparing and all that. So um, hats off to him for that. Mm-hmm. Aside from WSOE, all right, Kamo, give me your thoughts on WSOE. I was going to say, what did you guys think of the like production quality? So, like, for instance, the main comments I'm seeing a lot of is people are really upset about the concurrent games on day one. Uh, yes. what, did you, what did you guys think about that, watching that? I through? mean, yes and no. There's only so much Rocket League can watch in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, True. So, but, I mean, the one thing it should have been is probably two streams, right? <laughs> that, that is what blew my mind, is that it, to me it seems so easy to just make multiple streams, yeah, yeah. even if you're two, three, four, whatever that like like yes it gets hard to track at that point but um i i don't know i think i well no no but they never they never played multiple from the same group at the same time right i don't think there's ever more than two games being there were three um yeah 
Okay, um, I guess three during... streams. So the only yeah, <laughs> I guess you 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 could have some more solo casts or even <laughs> just even just a stream like I mean that's I, just playing the game. Just playing the I don't I you could probably have some community involvement for that, mm -hmm. right? A community commentator. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think for me, I I appreciate the experiment. I appreciate them trying it to see what it's like because I, I think they're trying to go for that kind of football Sunday aspect where you're yeah you're yeah a hundred percent like I think right same thing. So so I I, I think it was a great experiment. Um, I hope they take some feedback and like figure out whether or not it'll work in the future. Obviously, mm -hmm. I think WSC as an organization they just switch games all the time, so we're not going to see another one in Rocket League for a while, if anything. But yeah, WSC uh, is really interesting that way. Um, it yeah, it's. I'd never heard of the organization before it came to Rocket League. Obviously, I'm a little more involved in Rocket League yeah. than most other games. But um, the it might just yeah, be. So I don't know. They have their you know their their brand, and they want to get as many new unique eyeballs on it. Um, yeah. So if they switch games constantly, that would make sense. Mm -hmm. uh, you could definitely feel uh, a couple of the. The, the the OG Rocket League casters trying to to work between when they switch over streams and the game's already running. Yeah, like I, I could feel a little bit of like awkwardness mm -hmm. when they're going between, but I, I think they, they did a really good job of staying on their toes for coming into a game that like a goal's instantly scored or things along those lines. So yeah, I, I, I was impressed with how they handled it, but uh, I'm happy they tried the experiment at least. I I definitely do not share the the raging all caps feelings of many of the the <laughs> super Rocket League fans that are on twitter and things like that so i mean and also um, i feel maybe it's, it's been a while since a tournament right so i feel like everybody true. had a chance to get some anger out you know get some excitement <laughs> out uh, i will say though that. with uh they did us a couple times where they just had multiple uh streams running at the same time and then it was the same commentators trying to do uh, like all three um uh. on the same screen <laughs> And watching that was just really disorienting, and it wasn't a great idea uh, <laughs> at all. That was the uh, main thing that got me. Um, yeah, where they switch, then, they switch between games too in the middle of a game. Yep, switching yeah, between a lot of oh. yeah. They tried to do when too they, much. I think I think multiple yeah. stream setup and just having solo. That would have just fixed everything. Might have been the way to go. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you yeah, want yeah, to rotate one. casters as well, so if I, anyway, there's a there's a better way to do it. Um, I don't <laughs> think it's the end of the world though, and it was also no, not at all. Um, to be fair, it was group stages, so I think there's particular games mm -hmm. people are interested in, but yep. um, unless you know, unless you're a fan of uh, TBD, you know, in which case <laughs> you kind of got a kind of got a little. Bit. South American fans were not all too happy, maybe. No. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. Speaking of South America, um, mm -hmm. season seven was announced for all RLCS, and um, South America is joining. So, um, okay, we're not going to go too in depth uh, this week on it, but just a heads <laughs> up. Uh, any thoughts on the expansion? Uh, it's good to bring all the world in, get the top talent from everywhere, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although I'm surprised They're... they haven't done Asia yet, right? I I know I, I at least from off the top of my head, I know Rocket League had a very late release in Asia, uh, particularly as well as like they didn't even provide servers for I think like a year and a half or almost two years of when the game was wow. running. So um, if, if there is a scene there, which I really don't know, um, then it's probably quite behind. Similarly, so I think the order and it, their RLCS is following suit. I think the order was that they had North American and European servers, then they started mm -hmm. making Oceanic servers, then they made the South American servers, then they made Asian servers and so on. So, so who knows, maybe, maybe RLCS season 10 we see uh, the the Asian teams start coming in, which would be interesting. So that would be really interesting. But that's like a huge expansion that I think it could easily. Oh yeah. Out. To be fair though, it is it is a cons or you're using most at least most players use a controller, right? Mm -hmm. um, and if you look at the esports scene in you know notably uh, South Korea, right? Um, it's very much focused China. mouse and keyboard games, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I wonder if they would be. Let's say there'd be like full KBM teams coming in from Asia. I think they would be. Out there. Yeah, really that'd be really interesting. Yeah. 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 The little things with the culture, I think, is what I find so cool. And like always at these big tournaments and at RLCS, it's always fun to hear uh, some of the player interviews where they talk about playing against other regions because there are these little nuances that are different in how the regions play. So like I'm talking a lot about our corner cycles and things like that in the mm -hmm. beginners corner, but. Mm -hmm corner cycles are not as relevant to Europe, for instance, right? Like they play a much more infield game. So huh. uh, it's, it's those little nuances that I think are really interesting. So who knows, maybe maybe the, the Asian teams come out with like a more like solo mechanical game. Like, mm -hmm. like there's like, these different Oh no, no, really listen, I can tell you as someone who's followed <laughs> esports long enough, 
All right? They would string together. They would manage for some reason, somehow, to string together 10 passes. All right? And perfect a style that involved 5 to 10 passes before you shoot. All right? They would play tic-tac, like, ticky-tocky, you know, soccer, right? Somehow in Rocket League. They'd find a way. They'd find a way to keep possession of the ball and never give it up. And then frustrate people until they lose. And, like, it'd be drilled. they drill it 12 hours a day. All right, and there'd be nothing you could do. That's what would happen. All right, warning. Although I think the biggest thing, also, always, if you when you do have South Korean teams come in, is they, as much as we have analysts and coaches here, they have a different level. Like they'll have a full team. Like if especially if it's a known organization, it'll be mm-hmm. like they'll have dedicated scouts on each of the uh, enemy team's players. Um, and on top of that, um, they just have a whole team like looking at everything. Like they'd have six other people just looking at what are the best strats right now and what can we use to implement it. Um, and I, I don't think we'll ever. I mean, I feel like um, in Europe and North America, it takes a long time to get to that level. Um, mm. We just prefer the one coach kind of thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, do see uh, see that happening slowly, uh, like. I could see it coming in to play a little bit soon, like not too far, at least um, in North America and Europe. And I think, with these I think to... lots of uh, mm-hmm. coaches, lots of um, lots of analysts and stuff like that to uh, continue forward. But for now, it's definitely just the one one coach, one analyst. If that. <laughs> and to be fair, I think a lot of um, teams in North America and Europe they tend to um, push. I, I think I think there it's the co- it's a cost cutting measure, right? I think mm-hmm. they really hire maybe one analyst, maybe one coach, um, and like because I think I think you also have to look at logistics. You don't want to just be spending this much on a Rocket League team, right? Um, True. The difference I think in in Korea with all these games is there's usually these orgs already have these people staffed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they can kind of allocate them to different games or someone where it's like, okay, you're not like we've. You know, we, we, we have the people we need for this game. Let's allocate this person to another game, and they can kind of move them around. Um, uh, okay. But Rocket League kind of feels more like you just find yourself a good coach, and there's only three players to focus on. Um, mm-hmm. So the only thing that's missing is maybe dedicated, you know, um, like more more specific player dedicated so you see exactly the habits of a player and stuff. But, like, that, we're, talking, we're talking, like, this, is, this would improve people's games not tremendously but it would give you like a little bit of advantage if that makes sense mm-hmm. um i don't know that little bit of advantage might be enough to yeah um, i guess in the higher levels it, it'd forward, be, though. i yeah it's not something i want to look at now because obviously we're not we're not looking at south korea um, <laughs> true the the, uh, the threat you know the ever-present yeah. threat of uh <laughs> you know the 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 big you know skt coming in or something all right um it's been good. I think it, I think we've kind of went over everything. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, with that in mind, oh, actually, actually, one more thing. We are going to be our Brock Esports team is going to be at Land ETS Montreal, mm-hmm. um, and that's going to be February eighth, eighth through tenth, eighth through tenth. So if you happen to be wrong. there uh, and you see our jerseys, Brock Esports, um, you know, come chat with me. Combo, be there. Up and, chat uh, with talk me. to Combo. Yeah, yeah. If we're going to be in Montreal, so. That's that. Um, it's been good combo. Thank you for the great, you know, advice. I'm gonna literally take into the game right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, Wabbits, thank you for taking notes. Mm-hmm. And did my best there. Um, from you know all of us here at uh, ASAP Weekly. Thank you for joining us. Have a great week once again. See you folks. Bye.